What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Wow, there's so much to say. I should have a list. Goodness. Oh, wow. Oh, great. I don't know great. how we're going to get through it all. I mean, to start off, what what a pleasure to wake up this morning to a video starring you. Oh, did you watch it? Did of you watch course. it? Of I, course! I was like, I have to send this because I'm one minute away from deleting this. Oh, <laughs> no. Everywhere. Certainly not. You know, it's such a pleasure. You look at... The, um, what's that? The, the chosen image? What's that called? The still image. Um, the still image that represents the video. Uh, the thumbnail or the, the cover. Thumbnail. I call it a cover image. The cover image is so pleasurable. Oh, good. What you're wearing and the, the yellow and it's like, oh, this looks like food, you know? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I just want to say that I am an expert YouTube video watcher. Like, and I say that without any irony. Like, I <laughs> am in the, in the subject of videos on YouTube about food. I'm uh, literally an, I'm an expert. Wow. I think that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't dispute that. I mean, they, what do they say? It takes, it takes 10,000 hours. <laughs> takes, what did Martha Graham say? It takes 10,000 hours of you to become a, to become a master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have right. now, I have mastered YouTube food video watching. Yeah. Yeah. And it here, I just want to start by saying it's real. The thing that you made is real. The thing that I made is real. What does that mean? Well, it's distinct from people who think they're making food videos, but oh. are, but are making something which is not real. But you made something in the oh, interesting in the realm of like uh, Allison and Molly and Carla. Obviously, like they have wow. camera crews. Wow! But like it's closer to that. Than it is to the people who are like, hi, Claire made this cookie and I'm going to make it too. You know, like. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So in that way, as a remaking video, it had, it was more highly built. Highly high. produced, even though I literally was like, I just, I mean, you can go watch this. I'm going to post this. It's Wednesday today, but I'm going to post it so that it's. It's there. It's there now. That if you if you can listen to this, you can watch this video. Now, I was keenly aware that you were alone in the house. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I was well, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how, how strange to like, just be alone filming yourself for, for a thing and having to like communicate with nobody. But like, yeah, it was then, a strange thing. But there was a moment where it kind of just like that went away. And I was like, oh, Jeremy's talking to me. You know? That's great. It worked. Yeah. <sighs> well, <clears throat> I have to cough. No, um, please, you must cough. You, it's, it's, a, it's now in the 40s. Coughing what? is happening. It's in the 40s? It's in the 40s of degrees. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I've actually become... As I as my tomatoes have um, committed suicide or whatever uh, have been demolished, is that true? They, I think they're done. I think they've given up. Um, but because of the weather. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think they're not enjoying this in the forties moment. Should they have come off the vines earlier? Come off the vines. Well, I mean, they should have been planted earlier. <laughs> off the vines. Certainly, come off the vines, I, honey. I think they they don't grow on vines, but you know. Um. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry wait, for what your was tomatoes. What are talking about? We're oh, talking it's about your cold beautiful. And I have to cough and. We were talking about the onion sandwich, and also while you're making that sandwich, I was like, "This is gonna be good." I was like. I was like, Jeremy is so dubious of this sandwich, but I was like, it has all the components of delicious. And then you took a bite That's and you wild. were so surprised. That's wild. Well, it is bread and it's mayonnaise. The and it has sort something, of doesn't matter. Something crunchy, sweet, and wet sure, in the middle. Sure, and you're sure. like, mmm. And you salted it. Did, did Jacques salt it too? I don't know. I mean, that was... And I'm not sure. I'm not... So basically the premise of this, this cooking series is recooking yeah videos well, so but i kind of like this idea where like i don't really remember the video right <laughs> well what would also i'm not struck, sure you you're confronted in watching you remake it by the by by the logistics of jacques pepin cooking in his home kitchen and you're like clearly he's not alone like jacques is not turning on a camera right but the way in which he's cooking in the kitchen, you're like, he might as well be. Yeah. Yeah. He's it so is a very comfortable. He's so at, at ease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And like, this, the, like the, everything's kind of dirty and yeah. A camera showed like, up and said, go for it. And he's like, I found this like ugly piece of garlic in a basket. I guess I'll use that. Um, cause there's a camera yeah. crew here. And there's like crumbs on the butter. It's all oh, very totally. organic. It's real. Yeah. Yeah, I, it really makes me want Jacques to like just make me something while I'm in his house, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still think that this is not a real sandwich, uh, but you know. Did you listen to Isaac Mizrahi's interview with Jacques Papa? No, it, it, where is oh, this? Oh, on on Isaac's new podcast. Oh, I don't even. Oh wait, do I know about this? I don't know. This is new? I don't think I know about this. It's newish. No. no, I think I was remembering. I think Isaac was on James's podcast. Is that true? It's all the same thing. Everything um, is one. Yes. Thing. Yes. Isaac was on. Um, wait. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm so- I just got a long text from Terry O'Connor and I got really scared. Mm-hmm. So I had yeah. to read it because Scary. they're per- they're performing a piece I designed in Ohio right now, and I did talk to the um, wardrobe supervisor yesterday. Apparently, I see the wardrobe. I, his name was Wayne, but he looks like Vincent Price. But I didn't know that wow. until this this text. But it's a nice text. It's not a scary text. Okay, I thought he was going to say two two of the costumes disintegrated. What should we do? <laughs> right, <totally. laughs> it's scary, scary yeah. out there. Very scary out there. Um, okay, so I'm thrilled that you've released a video. I can't wait for the next one. Oh, I love that. That's, that's the vibe. That's, that's the greatest. That's the best response. Yes. Can't wait for the next one. Um, everyone send your, um, check it out. It'll be, you can, you'll be able to find it through our website, 
but also on YouTube where you should a subscribe. Oh, also a couple more things. Like. It was very nice that you were making us aware of all your things. I love that aspect of it. I love that there's a little tag at the end where you go out to the compost. Uh-huh. And I also uh-huh. love, um, I love that little enameled um, tin where you're putting your salt and stuff. I was, uh-huh. I was That's like, from Archistratus. That the really, one. yes. Well, and the pink it, one is too, but. It really made me envious of counter space. I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was, what was, there were a lot of wild things about making this thing, but as like a behind the camera person um, to like edit myself was like very strange. And, um, and I really just pulled in old stuff from past videos in terms of design and uh yeah basically was trying to not get too in the weeds with any it just like make this thing put out and let it evolve over time which has been it was great the thing of the podcast and a really great recipe to start with because it is so strange yeah very simple very weird it's odd it's um it also has these, you know, the James, these layers, this like James Beard. It has a story. Or strange, strangeness. So, okay. yeah, it's simple. So I, I, the next thing, I don't think there's anything as simple as this other than it, like, maybe I could whip, make whipped cream. <laughs> oh my God. I would love a video of you just making whipped cream and then eating it. Yum, yum, yum. yum. Mm. I love whipped cream. Um... But yeah, um, uh, more, more, more to come on that. You know, I neglected, I'm going to say something very boring and well, not that boring, but last week, uh, I, Harriet and I went to Douglas Dunn's, um, performance called garden party at his loft in Soho. Uh huh. I think I, I, I think I was told you were going to see this. Right. I didn't talk yeah. about it on the pod cause I forgot. But um, it's actually a piece you couldn't possibly forget. It was absolutely, and I say this in with awe, okay, awe. It was weird, okay? Great. And look, everything is weird. Not everything. Some things are weird. This was like weird, masterfully weird. Mm. It was so odd. It was kooky, looky. It was... The costumes by Mimi Gross were absolutely strange. I mean, it was... And also the whole loft was decorated with these, like, cardboard cutout flowers. Like a garden. And in all these, like, weird neon line, Like, there was neon outlines to everything. It was insane. And the costumes were the same as that. And the dancing was so... It's sort of like Cunningham meets, um, God, what does it even mean? (laughs) Cunningham brushes up against, uh, like weird clowns, like strange. Teletubbies was what I was thinking, but I don't, not knowing anything. You're not incorrect. You're really not wrong. There is something kind (laughs) of about like. This is like a sensory video for children. You know, like there was a part where oh, people came great. out and were just like holding these chiffon, what seemed to be costumes that they were maybe going to put on. And then they sort of 
they sort of moved around holding them and then they put them on the floor and danced some more and then they picked them up and took them away. And I was like, oh my God, they didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even put those things on. Those were just, it, that was just a part about touching fabric, you know? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, it was great. insane. Anyways, that was great. I'm glad we saw it. Do you want to take and, a second to blow your nose? Oh, because I sound really stuffed up, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Over the um, and while while you do that, um, we are now out of the the yellow tote bags as well. So uh, oh now we my. just have the iconic cotton candy pink Paris bags of essence. What are you talking about? <laughs> we just have the the pink tote bags. Oh my god, you were being poetic. Yeah. It was surprising. Um. Okay, so I saw Douglas Dunn last night. Uh, the the festival of watching wrestle retire has begun. Oh, so okay. I went to the opening night of New York City Ballet's seventy fifth anniversary season, and um, they did jewels, and it was great. And Russell and Sarah, I was crying through their whole duet. And even though I have to see it two more times. Or as a, I shouldn't say that I get to see it two more times. I only I only get to see it two more times. I should say. That's right. And I just they came out and I was like oh, and then I like I I suddenly I was weeping weeping. weeping. So is this is this it? Russell's just doing these few yeah. jewels and then yeah, it's he has over. two two more performances of diamonds and then Goodness. it's over. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Or a little for a lot of work to be ready to do those dances. Uh, yeah. No, Jules has, like, all the elements you need to, like, be be in kind of ballet shape for. You have to be in yeah. good partnering shape, and then you have to do alisicone turns and double tours and some other things. But, yeah, you have to have your legs underneath you, that's for sure. Have um, legs. Gotta have legs. And then what was novel about last night's performance is that they invited every living former member of New York City Ballet onto the stage at the end of the show. And it was chaos. That it sounds was. like um, <laughs> a, a parade of a circus parade. It absolutely was. Nobody, nobody took the initiative to just like enter normally everybody seemed very nervous when they'd come in from the side and hesitant to go towards the center and you were like you gotta keep going you just gotta keep going because there's i know there's people who like lived on the stage yeah and you knew there was more people in the wings just like and also there would then one of the dancers would just sort of be running around taking pictures of everybody there was no order to it it was just absolute chaos and the orchestra was playing pomp and circumstance so it was like is this graduation like this sounds what? absolutely true to life. I'm going to send you a three-minute video that I had the wherewithal to take of this oh, well, absolutely... Oh, you should post it. I don't know. Oh, that on dance and stuff. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. Will do, I will do that. Um, so anyways, that was fun, and I, I had a, a nice, a thoughtful chat with Christopher Wielden at one of the intermissions, and... I had a funny chat with Robbie Fairchild about his sister, Megan, who's just one of my favorite dancers in New York City Ballet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw this article. Like, all of the all of the, the ghosts were out. 
all the nightmare people were there. People, you know, it's oh, everybody, a real scene. Um, and a, a, a lovely person named Cindy came up to me and said, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to say I'm a fan of the podcast. And I said, oh, Cindy, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Thank um, you for listening. Thank, thank you, for, you for interrupting. Thank you for being a friend. That's right. That's right. Um, also, have you been, most importantly, in performance news this week is the viral song by comedian Brian Jordan Alvarez called Sitting. Um, no, no, I'm Which has taken the world by storm. Oh, yeah. came to my attention a few nights ago as I lay in my bed, and I, I, I became aware of a song that they, they've been improvising songs on in Instagram or TikTok or whatever through a filter and calling the character, I don't even remember what, and, and they improvise songs, one of which is about popcorn, which I sent to Stuart Singer right away. Mm-hmm. And then I continued, I expanded my journey and found a song called Sitting, and then I realized, oh, sitting is now being covered by all the other people on the internet. And now there are radio stations in Australia playing the song remixes like of the song Sitting, Australia. which is literally a song that he improvised into his telephone one day through, through a, t- a TikTok filter. And... It is astounding. I'm really overjoyed for the success of the song Sitting. Because as we all know now, sitting is the opposite of standing. Sitting is the opposite Mm. of running Mm. around. And you deserve to sit. Okay? Well, this reminds me of Balanchine. You know? I love that. I can't imagine how. If you make enough things, some of them are going to be great. Something will stick. Yeah. So in the in that um what's that chance and circumstance? Yes. Uh she really is not having it with Balanchine. I, can't I was recall. like work, honey. Yes. Well, what she basically she talks about how like in her view how basic boots Balanchine is in relationship to music. Oh, well. And I'm like go off, honey. It's uh, really I wild. Mean, I- I do think that's somewhat reductive, but it, well, it yes, it, it, in terms of like the ways in which other people were thinking more conceptually about the relationship between. Yeah. Music and dance, I mean, I'm, yes. I'm not like, that's, I don't think having even like a traditional relationship to music is, is, is a horrible thing, but no, it's um, actually, it's like fundamental, you know? Yeah. Well, Right. It is. But I think, I think she's responding to this idea that like there was some kind of like tremendous, profound, revolutionary relationship between no. Balanchine and music. No, and no, like, no. No, that's Certainly not, not what was happening there. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's, no. I mean, Sorry. I think it was, that is fun. Balanchine had a very deep relationship to music, but I do, I do not. No, revolutionary, certainly not. Yeah. Okay. Um, certainly not. Uh, okay. Yes. What else are we talking? Are we? Is are we? Are we? Are we dare we? Are we doing movies? Well, we can certainly talk at least about the movies that we 
saw. I assumed, because you sent me that link, that you watched Days of Heaven. And Solaris. Wow. I did my homework. I watched Election, and I realized that I had seen um, Home for the Holidays before. Oh, great. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it for free, so I didn't watch it again. But Oh, okay. Um, I really, I really, really laughed. I really laughed and laughed at Election. I Isn't found it... it- it's it's incredible. It is for me, far and away, Reese Witherspoon's greatest performance. And mm. it, you know, it always feels unfortunate when an not unfortunate, but it's always like sometimes when an actor wins an Oscar later in their career for something that's kind of like whatever, you just think, well, there's this whole body of work that this is actually for. Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. I mean, this is certainly not a role that is going to win <coughs> like that. No, you know? but I, it's much more interesting performance than like her playing Johnny Cash's wife, you know? For sure. What is that movie she made before, even before it? Like her, I think like, oh, what? she was, she know. was in movies. She was in fear with Mark Wahlberg when she was really young. Is this movie Reese Witherspoon? I think like, she was even listed here. I think she's even in movies when she's like really a kid. Like, I think she's been around forever. Hollywood. They, oh, I think is it? No. Where's like a real filmography here? Freeway is that what it's called? Yeah, it's oh, Freeway. My that movie God. is incredible, and she's incredible in it. That, she's for awesome. me. That's that's isn't that interesting? She was her, she was an indie darling turned huge Hollywood rom com star, turned like producer, power player. Yeah, she's know. Hollywood power. This movie is so funny. It is so funny and very very good. Matthew, whatever is incredible. Like, Broderick. Such a great, like, loser character. Wow. Heaven. So pathetic. The, the, the football player brother character is excellent. Whatever happened to that guy. Um, yeah. I really, it's such a brilliantly directed movie. It's great. It's really, really great. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I, I remember. I um in my thinking about our list this week, I've I remembered a very conspicuous omission to my list, mm. which is which is the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, in- yeah. Which I forgot. I just forgot about it. Anyways, just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. I I um, hear that. Yes. Um. Okay. So you, you, everybody watch election. It's on the list. It's such a delight. I think it was on, I don't remember where I watched it. HBO. I think it's on HBO max. I think it's where I found it. Free. Oh, good. I'm glad. So glad it was free. I, so Lars was free because I stole, you know, I have your criterion. Criterion. Great. I watched Solaris. That was the one I watched first. That was that was a few days ago, and I it's two hours and forty minutes long. I think it is. <laughs> I watched it in about I watched it in about sixteen chunks. I have to say because yeah. I yeah. well, it's in uh, Russian and it's 
quite and they're, quiet. Oh, there's a huge there are huge sections of just no dialogue of just yeah. There's a five minute section of cars driving on the highway. So Un- I, incredible. It's insane. Yeah. So I would dozy offy, and then I would wake up and I think still. You know what I mean? I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be like, wow, I was fully asleep I and I see, woke up and there's still just cars driving. So then I would I would rewind and be like, oh, it really was just that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, all this to say, it is a very impressive film visually. And yeah. and and that that is design wise the production design is is incredible exceptional for sure it's ground i mean like look this movie's from 1972 is that right mm-hmm. and it, it really you're like wow like you're really doing it like also this the way that um nature is sort of like confronted by modernism at the opening of the film in a way that you don't often see where like I feel like in a lot of films if you're like in nature on the countryside like you don't have a sense that like the modern world exists Mm. but the fact that there's this like brutalist overpass like Uh basically on the property yeah you're like wow it's somehow it's very it does something really disorienting where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like the, it's the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, right, right. And it's simple. You know, it's, it's, it's not like a, compl- it's not like a trick. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. we're not just in this like vaguely pastoral place where like the modern world exists. Well, where we actually are is up to debate. <laughs> Well, eventually, yes. Well, <clears throat> well, eventually, but also in retrospect, always. We actually... Right, I mean, right, right, right. The, yeah. The disorientingness of the movie is, like, kind of the entire thing of, like... Right. Um, how can we actually know anything? Right. right. So, yeah, I mean... It, the the opening sequences with like the grass under the water. Oh, you know I love that. I mean, it's just so stunning, but it's also this feeling of like something under glass, or you know, the kind yeah. of like film over everything. Which yeah, in in the end, the way that the plastic covering stuff is like yeah. connects the these worlds and kind of makes you not know where you are. Um, what I what I. I was very struck in this movie by how there's these different color universes Mm -hmm. of how they kind of film the movie. And I was like, wow, like motion picture on camera could be like very high quality in 1972. Mm. But like not always. Like it's interesting because like some of the like shots you're like, okay, so this is, like, absolutely HD. And then other shots, you're kind of like, oh, it's like a movie from the 70s. Yeah, well, you I mean, you realize, or you, you remember, or uh, you realize, I guess you learn, you're, you know, you're confronted with, like, film. <laughs> yeah. The fact that, like, 
film, the material varies and, and, you know, you're talking about like having to measure from the camera, like focal range and all this stuff. I mean, that article that you sent about days of heaven was really, isn't that something a joy to read because it's really all about the technical camera stuff that they were dealing with. Um, but yeah, it's, well, what's also fun in rethinking about this movie is like iPhones because they do this, they have like video Mm -hmm. phones. They have FaceTime. That are like horizontal. Yes. (laughs) They have TV FaceTime. And, and they also, I mean, what's also, there's also these disorienting parts where they're watching, they several times are watching video. They're like watching this, uh, like kind of congressional meeting thing about like what happened in, in this other space. Oh, uh, okay. That part, that part was initially very confusing because I was like, okay, this guy's showing them the video and then there's this other guy in the video. And I was like, wow, they really have similar faces. Is this just like Uh Russian actors? But then I was like, oh, he is the guy in the video. He just, Mm -hmm. he, now he's in in either the past or the present. He's in a wig. It's just hard to say which one's the wig. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's your guess? Which one was the wig? Yeah. I don't know. Cause he also looks really young in the video, in the meeting thing. You know, well, he so, always kind of like, looks young. Really well done. So I, th- I think, I don't know. Well, that yeah. is also clear. It whoever is, it is really whoever well did, whoever did, hair and makeup and costumes, they fucking nailed it. And also, prop styling, incredible. The like everything being like quilted, tufted, incredible. Gar- the the <clears throat> feeling of all the materials is exceptional. The like crocheted things. Oh my goodness. The costumes, this like, this mix of like wovens with leather. And Mm -hmm. also that he arrives at the space station wearing this like net shirt. In that yellow color. And he has those crazy pants with all this hardware. (laughs) And you're like, this is, this is a space travel outfit. Like I buy it. And then he has like monogrammed pajamas. And the monogrammed pajama. That really threw me for a loop. I was like, whoa. Um, her frozen cotton shirt after she drinks the liquid oxygen, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like, I was like, it, cause at first I was like, oh, they like made a shirt out of a very thin plastic to like duplicate the idea of a frozen shirt. And then I was like, (laughs) I think that actually was a frozen shirt. Like when it melted onto her body, I was like, wow. Okay, so this this movie, this is like a kind of sci-fi movie. Starts in this guy's house. Basically, this guy comes to see him and he's gonna, he's basically telling him how he kind of was seeing things when he went to space. This guy is sent to space to kind of check it out. Yeah. To this like satellite where people are, scientists are like doing stuff, whatever. He goes there Pretty quickly, he's, like, seeing his ex, dead ex-wife, dead wife. And, like, it's, you know, so this, like, idea of hallucination, but they are very real. He tries to, like, get rid of her. You know, it, it gets crazy, messy. And there's this whole thing of, like, what is real in, in, a, in a lot of ways that plays out. That's kind of what the movie is. But, um... 
yeah, the spaceship. It's like this circle. The Bruegel paintings. Like, oh what my are we, god! Heaven. The wait when uh, that scene when she's just like looking at the paintings. Come on. I know. It's so good. Just for a long time, just panning over these paintings. Just looking like, what is it to be a person? What is this? Um, I know, and to see like. Uh, to see like the to go into that library all of a sudden mm-hmm. when you're you're in the context of this kind of like falling apart space station mm-hmm. also to see that there's all these sort of identical rooms circling the space station that are in various states of disarray except yeah. the like the fresh one that he sets himself up in that you're like oh mm-hmm. thank god and then you go into the one of the guy who committed suicide and the walls are brown and you're like that is disgusting you're like, wow, he really smoked a lot in that room, you know? So good. So good. Also, well, I, I mean, want, but I, the, like this material question of like these people, like what is anything? Because like this, this dead wife, you know, like she exists, but she doesn't exist in some, you know, like what is the, the material reality of this space, which mm. like all of this detritus gives some sense like these things are real which for me so like for me like part of this question is like what when we're watching a film what are we watching like what what is this because it's both we're seeing these people in 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 a way we're seeing these people but we're also not seeing these people this is like Mm. a movie so Mm. for me there's like that that kind of collapsing of that is kind of central to the what the why this movie exists or was made but um so like is someone cleaning something ever (laughs) or like how do they get more food there's that moment where like the plant is shown like how is anything generated this like ocean that's like creating these hallucinations it's i know whatever they are it's so wild and i really like knowing that like all the effects are practical that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, they really just, like, experimented with, like, how the camera lens receives something. And then they, like, <sighs> make God. help you to believe that, like, you're actually looking out on, like, a planetary ocean surface. Yeah. You know? Very kind of Dune, David yes. Lynch Dune kind of feelings yes. around those, yes. those space um, places. That shot where you see... It's just him, and then it crossfades, and it looks like his head is dis- is missing, but then it's actually just crossfading to a shot of the back of his head. Oh yeah, so wild. That was so weird. But again, like so, such a simple thing. It's literally just the front, and then the reverse. Wow. Um. What else? Oh, the 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 cottage. That mm-hmm. his belongs to his um, father and his father's sister. I, it is his father's sister. Um, um, I was like, wow, what a lovely home! And the way, like, all of these beautiful blown glass vases in the in the main room with these big branches in them in the windows. I was like, these mm-hmm. people are chic, mm-hmm. chic. Well, I mean, the funny thing to me about that house is that it's a replica. <laughs> you know, he's the father's like, 
well, you know, my father had a house like this, and I loved it, so we made right, another one. Right, 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 made another one. And then, so at the end of this movie, basically, there's this idea that, like, that house is is also, is maybe just, like, an imagine, on that planet. Or, you know, thing, in that, yeah. like, ocean planet thing, whatever. I interpreted it as um, he had this insane experience up on the space station because of Solaris regarding his dead wife, and then he... You know, finally they use the thing to get rid of the hallucinations and he goes back. He and you're like, oh, I guess he went back home. But Mm -hmm. in reality, he chose to not go back home and like and and kind of like imagine a whole scenario to just place himself in. But I don't know. Yeah. Or was it all? Yeah, I think it's absolutely like open. But there's this moment at the end where he's back at the house and he it's like. The way they do rain in the most, like, fake huh. way is it's ra- tremendous. It's, well, you know, it's interesting, because when you see it raining in films and it's sunny outside, you think, okay. But that does happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and this, it, it, it has this, I mean, so basically he's walking, you, you're looking out of the house at him coming towards the house, and he kind of, like, puts his arm against the window and is just leaning in on the window looking in and he sees his father and and then his father looks at him and like but like very strange like oh what's going on like why are you here and then he realized it's raining in or there's like it's raining inside it's raining inside or you know leaking or whatever so the father's like, like not kind of permeated, and the whole thing is like, yeah, it's just like waters on him. He doesn't respond anyway. He doesn't care. And he just there's, you know, and it happens too with like the plastic being on the inside of the house in another part. Um, but yeah, there's this kind of like the the two worlds just kind of blend together in this way that for me, in having seen this movie like re-seen this movie many times like it does have this effect where you kind of at the beginning don't actually you're like this also might not be real like there's actually nothing here you can hang your hat on like there's nothing in the world that you can point to to say like well this is real therefore like this other stuff you know there's you just don't get that kind of stability in this movie yeah. In the end. Even though in the beginning you assume it's like a, a normal movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like that things exist. Yes. I, so. anyways, I'm glad I watched it. I was really, really appreciate, appreciated the, um, the design effort that went into this film. Yeah. All the things. Um, I, and I, I, I imagine that they built this house for this movie. I imagine that as well. But, um, hard to say though. Yeah, just because there's a, there's this other movie called The Sacrifice that there's this kind of famous-ish <laughs> image that Tarkovsky took of, or was taken, because I think he might be in it, actually, but um, with, like, a model of the house, like, far from the actual house. Oh. Um, so I think I think he did do, and I, I, I assume this is a, a bigger budgeted film right. of his, but... These, these older films that I watched this week for you really made me appreciate like the effort of filmmaking in the past before they just did everything in the computer. Um, yeah. 
it's really it's my it's amazing and it's also much more kind of like beautiful experience to to just take in like what's just being filmed through a lens you're like oh if it, it makes a connection somehow more grounded yeah i mean um, so like in in our sec our next movie days of heaven by terrence malick they also built that house um uh, wow that is they built a huge house for this film a I mean, three million is, dollar budget in like, <clears throat> i think the late 70s is is when this was made i mean well, it came yes, the, also like supposedly it had like a two-year editing process so it must have been you know it's filmed in like the mid-70s basically yeah. so i read that Richard Gere, they were like, how old were you when you filmed that movie? He was like, well, I was a couple different ages. You know, he was like, I was, it took a, I think, so yeah, it sounds like it was a process. But. Well, I don't think the filming process was, you know, the actual filming. Yeah. I mean, he was different age when it came out. I think yeah. he made, this was the first movie that he ever shot. But the, Who, not Richard the first Gere? movie that came out. Because I think whatever his oh, first movie Richard is. Ke- oh, Wow. Wow, he goodness gracious! It's as well. Here's it's a it's a it's a stunning. It's a male (laughs) stunner. This movie. It's really, really something to get your eyes on. I mean, okay, so the movie opens with this montage of still photographs from early twentieth century, and you think, is this Great Depression and. And really, really, it's the like the it's nineteen fifteen there thereabouts, mm-hmm. and you're looking at these pictures, these very like these sort of beautiful images of industrial life and rural life, and you're seeing, you know, human beings, and then occasionally you're confronted by someone who looks like a modern human being, but they're in these old clothes, and you're like, oh yeah, like people have always there's always been like hot hot people and (laughs) which like and and honestly like there's a shot of some like i don't know a factory worker someone or and he's got like beautiful arms and you're you're like wow okay but you you need that actually because then in the opening shots of the film you're confronted by richard gear and you think you're i was dealing with the thought like that's not possible he can't he can't be around in this oldie timey land looking like that. But then you're uh-huh. like, wait, no, he can be because Terrence Malick just showed me that that was around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he is indeed, <laughs> I'm sorry. It is like at times like distracting how beautiful. And I've never, I've never really been like, oh, Richard Gere so beautiful. But in it's, this movie. It is shocking. It, it is it's, unbelievable. It's, yeah, you're like, well, you're, <coughs> you're a movie star. He's an absolute so, movie star. Great. Um, okay, the movie, the movie opens with Richard Gere working in some kind of foundry, glass foundry or steel foundry, and he um, is get in a fight with, like, the foreman, and he ends up maybe killing him. He hits him to the extent with a hammer, maybe, that he, he's down for the count and Richard Gere runs away and you think, oh, this person... So now you know, like, oh, this person is violent. He does weird things. Yeah. Well, I mean, bad things happen. can happen. 
and right. this person Something... is uh, bound for bad right. things. So then he's on the run. You meet this person who they're kind of like, is it his sister? Who is it? There's these two other people. There's a young woman and a kind of like other young woman, but one of them's a well, kid. Well, there's like a, what, like a, a 14-year-old girl and like a 19-year-old girl, maybe. Yes, I, you know, that's, know. that seems yeah. right. Yeah. So they they leave Chicago and they hit the road and they go and they, to... Uh, there's voiceover at this point. The voiceover oh, of the little girl initially, I was like, this, I was like, this wild. is the, this is the seventies. But then I was like, oh, this is amazing. Well, because she's not really narrating. She's like, has this strange, poetic, innocent, you know, wise kind of things to say about their story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she does say that, like, um, the Rich- Richard Gere character and the old, the 19-year-old are, like, our boyfriend-girlfriend or whatever, or, you know, whatever. But that they, right. are pre- they pretend that they're siblings. So and the, that yes, the younger they... girl is the sister of Richard Gere. Oh. Okay. That's helpful. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they go to work... I guess they, I assume they take the train and they go to work on a... So it starts in Chicago and then they end up in Texas. Yeah, in a wheat, on a wheat farm in the panhandle of Texas, which I, you know, reading about it, it's always, it always ends up being Alberta, you know. You just have to go there to film. Yeah, and you know, having lived, (laughs) having lived there for three years, I can attest to... Mm to why they film things there because it is un it is remarkable and it's okay. kind of like um unmarred extreme time beauty. travel yeah mm, interesting yeah like you do when you drive from calgary into banff you do drive through um valleys with wild horses and pink clouds and jutting wow. mountains it is an unbelievable and I remember like my Aunt Jane telling me about this because when I was like, oh, I'm moving to Calgary, she was like, okay, A of all random. And she was like, but <laughs> B of all, I filmed Legends of the Fall there. And, wow. Uh, and she was like, wow. it, she was like, it is one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I was like, okay, interesting. And when I got off the plane in Calgary, a place I had never been when I moved there, I got in a van and I drove up to Banff to meet my friends, a couple friends there who I knew in the company who I was going to return to Calgary with. And on that drive, I was like, oh my God. It was really like, this is truly insane. Mm. Anyways. So when I, yeah. So when I learned about it being Alberta, I was like, here we go. Yeah. And it is... The I mean, it is the the kind of essence of this film is just like this landscape, and this this plot is is also because I I rewatched it this past week and I was struck by the actually the opening photographs because it actually because in my memory my my memory of this movie is is this landscape and the color and the light mm. and the beauty of like mm. these people in this landscape but it really is a movie that ends up being about like how impossible it is for these workers to have a life. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, desperate to, like, just find a way to survive. 
So, I mean, goodness gracious, there there's an aspect of this film where you're just like, this is National Geographic. You're like, this is just yeah. a, this is a nature film. But then, so they arrive at this farm, which is like a house in the middle of a wheat field. Right, and they're basically in like, which okay, lives Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard alone. Okay, uh, so <laughs> also remarkable, remarkable. Sam Shepard, who I've never seen at this age, looking so young, is only 10 years later going to star in a film on, that's, is it on my list? I can't remember. Baby Boom. I think it might not be on my list. But Sam Shepard. It's on your backup list. 10 years later in Baby Boom, looking approximately 30 years older. That's right. And you think, what? So he looks... He looks 20 in this movie. Now, I'm, and and he's like supposedly about to die. He's it's, about it's to die. the plot here. Right, cuz you something. you overhear a conversation with a doctor where he's like just tell me how long I got left and he's like I'm going to give you a year. And um you don't know why. He's got cancer, who knows. The, I mean, he's, part of the brilliance of this movie is like all the stuff you're not told. Like at the beginning, you don't know what he's fighting about cuz it's like too loud in there to hear what they're saying to each other. It's great. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, you're, you don't. You don't know what he's dying of. Like you don't need to know. Like all you know is like he's supposed to die soon. Uh, excuse me. In 1915, he's got a cold, and the doctor's like, "Totally, there's a you're south, gonna die, south wind coming. Yeah, <laughs> death you're, is you're at gonna, your door. You're gonna be dead. Who knows? So in that first, in that summer of them being on the wheat field with the workers. She, you know, the, the girlfriend of Richard Gere's sort of the object of Sam Shepard's eye because she's so pretty. And he has been told that Richard Gere and this woman are sisters now, or brother and sister. Yeah. So he, he kind of, oh, thank you. Thank you for that, (laughs) like for that modern language that I forgot about. Um, so they, uh, Sam Shepard decides to kind of pursue this woman and is like, I need a wife. I want to do something in my last year of life. And, um, you know, that is one very viable way of not running, running around and trying to find any scraps and, you know, work to survive. She can be a wife. And so Mm -hmm. Richard Gere hatches this plan actually to get them together so that they can live a rich life and sneak around and mm-hmm. because, but then he's going to die in a year and they'll get the money. Right. Right. So now we're in like indecent proposal. That's the name of that movie. Right. But is Robert Redford dying in indecent proposal? No, but you know, but there's oh, like, yeah. this, uh-huh. but the dynamic of like, we're poor. Could you yeah. just like go with give, this give other guy? Money. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, there we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think this is going to work out. <laughs> Right. The diff- the difference for them is this is like durational. Like indecent proposals like a short period well, of time. Well, right. Well, that's like a it's a, yeah, it's also just like oh, I want to buy your wife for a night. Right. And this is like of, but I'd like there to, is I'd this, like to marry your in sister. In terms of like the Richard Gere character, this this thing of like pimping out your your girlfriend for money. You know, for like Jeremy Jeremy, you know. Jeremy, I don't hear you. Jeremy. You don't, don't hear me? Hear. Oh, now I do. Now I do. Now oh, I do. wow. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, thank God. Okay, you said anyway. pimping out your sister. 
your your girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's in 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 terms of their relationship is is it's really more the point. Um, but she's willing to do it, although she then you know kind of falls in love with him because well because he's he's nice. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and is is nice, which is an interesting choice that like I mean and it's a hard thing to to hold that like these characters are like sort of bad you know in like lying to him right. but it's I think it's because everything is so grounded in like the reality of like yeah they're being forced to labor endlessly right to survive and this guy like has everything I mean talk about Bruegel paintings I mean there are so many Bruegel paintings brought to life in this movie. Yeah, the this, this, the the stunning images. It's Duh. it's but this is Name. you know this is so I in like the echo of a better day scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, part of I thought about that you a lot. Video, I was, like, oh. I was like, but you can't you can't do what they did, which was like sit around all day. And wait for the sun to set, and then I mean, you know, the sun right. is kind of what we right. did, but well, but we didn't, we couldn't wait for like the next day to do it. It was like right. either this is going to happen or not, right? And Terrence, but they were like, like, oh, we have a few months. We'll just do it a little bit in the morning and a little <laughs> bit in the evening, and then we'll just. Well, keep I mean, doing they would it. like rehearse because you had like you know twenty minutes to film. So it was so crazy to read that they lit that fire over the course of many nights to on different fields to like get all those shots. I mean, it, those shots are unbelievable. They had to drive through fire because it's, they drove through fire, but that they did it many, I was like, Oh wow. They like burned a field one night. And I was like, Oh no, they burned a lot of fields many nights. And like, they got the most beautiful shots of fire I have ever seen. It's, it's, it's really incredible. It's unbelievable. You really watch this movie and you think, they did this for a movie? The whole locust thing really flipped me out. It was such, it was a relief to hear that they used peanut shells. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) When it's like raining locusts. Well, when you think like, oh my God, there's actually a a plague. There's an infestation. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, to hear that they shot peanut shells being blown around in reverse you're like yeah oh you're geniuses you yeah. guys are just you full visual geniuses that you like figured that out um also like to be confronted by the violence of all the machinery and to mm-hmm. realize that like people's bodies were in such peril right all the yeah. time it's, it's really so and you know but disposable I mean, that's, that's part of the dynamic where you're like, yeah, absolutely <laughs> marry that guy and like Completely. take over. Because, no. I mean, look, no it, in, a, in a different time, this could have been just like a really interesting story about polyamory, but it just wasn't <laughs> the time for it. And I thought, this woman, she's having a good year. She's getting to sneak out at night and have sex with Richard Gere and then go back to the comfy bed and lay with mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. beautiful Sam Shepard. Absolutely. And I thought, wow, isn't it's she lucky? It's really too bad. And now, then that, I don't, that plane comes with the cl- circus people. <laughs> un, you're too, 
I was like, what? Now that's when I was like, this feels like a John Irving novel or something. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Something has happened now. Mm. Like we've entered into the absurd. These three circus people show up and it's all very fun and games. And then Richard Gere flies off with the circus and he returns in a gorgeous red motorcycle with a sidecar. And then the shit hits the fan. Um, Yeah. And then, but we get a little dance moment at the end. Oh, yeah, they do. You get a beautiful kind of belly dance. Oh, no. I mean, like, so then the youngest girl, basically Richard Gere gets killed. Oh, oh you're talking then, about ballet. And then mm-hmm. the younger, the, the actual sister younger girl is basically being dropped off at a boarding school or whatever. Oh, really? They use and ballet school. Ballet. They use ballet school as a way of like illustrating like the oppression of not being a rural migrant worker. Like, oh, there's things that are even more oppressive than the violence of nature. You could well, actually end up in a <laughs> ballet studio. <laughs> I was like, That's absolutely. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, I mean, I th- there is there is a thing of like, um, there's no freedom. None. And because that girl ends up running away from that school. Yeah. You know, and just kind of like on the road. And then. Yeah. And we the the she inherits all the money, the older woman, seemingly, because she's yeah. looks, and then she gets on a train. How come she didn't hold on like, to the, the little sister? That's so mean. I don't know. She just deposited you know, her know. at the fancy school. I'm sure, look, I'm sure she paid a pretty penny for that girl to go to that private school, but I'm We also don't know like, why any of that's happening. We no, it's very... And it's Richard very brief. Gere's, That moment when Richard Gere is shot is well, incredible. Of all, the five like minutes... You see, him, you see from underwater his face hit the water... And then you see the little, the way the little girl reacts is so incredible. I was going to say, I really wanted to talk Uh, about that because like the look of kind of like confusion, shocked. she doesn't understand even like what to do with her body. Yes. She's an excellent actress. That little girl. Really. It's really incredible. It's very heartbreaking. And also just that, that last sequence of being caught and you think like, you're like, there's no way out. And you just have to like watch it unfold. And you're Mm -hmm. like, you killed. And those old timey, like people on the beach of that river with their umbrellas and shit. Just sort of watching it happen and being like, "Uh oh, this is going to be bad. (laughs) And then the the horses and the police and like, there's Mm -hmm. so many police and you're like, there's no way that you can get away this time, Richard. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like you are the most beautiful person in all of wherever you are, but like, this is it doll. And, um, it's almost a relief when he gets shot. Cause you're like, Oh, the chase is over. Yeah. Well also, yeah. That like, there was no way what either you get shot or you like go to prison like, what is it that? really was the wild, but... wild west. It, it's now just occurring to me that that incredible film with Casey Affleck has mm. such, such shades of this movie, actually. Um, what is that movie called, Jeremy? I can't remember. The Assassination of, of Jesse James. Something like that. Yeah. What it is? And yeah. that. That movie yeah. also successfully kind of um, 
makes you understand how how life just was not as there was less guarantees somehow i mean i know that life not for in the on planet earth is like is it's different for everybody and there's parts of the world where like people's bodies are far more in in peril than ours are but it is interesting to see it in like an american setting do you know what i mean yeah yeah um yeah we're just like life is not so precious <sighs> and, and valuable in the way that we we take for granted now you know yeah are you look, i don't know are you, are you know. looking things up or are you just ignoring know. me no i'm just i don't know You're what thinking. life is you know what i mean <laughs> wait who directed that excellent that excellent jesse james brad pitt movie i don't know um i'm looking it up i'm looking it up i'm sorry okay. everyone that movie should also be watched the um, i thought you would like days of heaven it's far more in the vibe of your films i mean it's like a kind yes. of, it's a more like sentiment i mean men don't leave has that kind of voice over nostalgic looking back kind of poetic quality to it it's well. directed by someone named andrew dominic no idea he's australian um oh, interesting okay yeah oh there you go um he recently directed uh blonde which i couldn't even Ugh, watch no thank you truly hideous that was a movie like for me that seemed to be entirely about style and camera tricks really i I can't i don't want to watch a woman in that kind of peril for two hours no yeah Yeah. um oh uh yes and no i mean i i really loved looking at this movie and i did feel somewhat invested in the characters but there was something far more mysterious about Solaris that was Mm. really compelling and also it is a difficult it's at times a difficult movie to watch Um, yeah it is absolutely not here to entertain or even like keep going you're sort of sometimes you're like did are we are we taking a break what's happening right I mean the the days of heaven Every frame is just a pleasure to be near. You're like, what a beautiful thing to look at always. Even just like someone's inside cutting an onion or mm-hmm. cabbage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, how beautiful, yeah. you know? Yeah. Whereas Solaris, you're literally in this filthy spaceship for really a long time. And you're like, can someone please just pick some stuff up? You know. Yeah, and how how are we gonna are we are we gonna get out of here? What's going on? Right, you're like this place probably <laughs> stinks. You're just like, oh my god, it's so gross. It's just gross. And also, um, what was I gonna say? I forgot. I forgot. But yes, there's something mm-hmm. there's something grotesque about Solaris. And it, I mean, Solaris is also, I mean, I. Th- 
in a thing that reminds me of Lars von Trier, like it's it's highly philosophical. Mm. Like they say these like you know uh, philosophical truisms or whatever, um, in a way that I feel like uh, Lars von Trier is definitely prone to do. Um, Tarkovsky, I I do you kind of think that maybe this is one of his more watchable movies or like mm. more like um linear movie but i don't i i think they're all pretty on this on this level i did consistently i, did, I watched a youtube video about tarkovsky and some other movie he made that probably ended up killing him because of all the poisons that they were dealing with in the filming of this movie i can't remember the name of it but it was like some movie that they ended up kind of filming three times because the first time the film got messed up in development it just like seemed Mm -hmm. like such a Mm -hmm. huge disaster and yet he persisted and i was like wow these i don't necessarily want to watch any more of these movies it's very dark it's it's a lot um i think my other i i think i originally had the sacrifice as as the Tarkovsky film on my list, mm. um, but that's even I mean that's even more melancholia. I, it does feel like there's like the end the end of the world. There's some kind of like mm. something has happened and we don't really know what. Right. And it seems like maybe the end is near. But yeah. well, Jeremy, yeah, I really pretty, wish pretty we bleak, I wish I wish we could talk about Home for the Holidays. Well, we can. This is the kind of movie that. Um, makes me so anxious, which is why I didn't want to watch it again. Why? Oh, because family? Family and like, ugh, just like kind of toxic relationships and holidays and bad feelings. Well, it's just in the way that there's these like holiday films about families, like, the Family Stone and mm-hmm. uh, what else? What other other? What other? Oh, like the Vacation movies and stuff like that. This movie, um, it feels much more real. Like it has, it has much more, uh-huh. com- <clears throat> much more complication and nuance because yeah. each character is really bringing something. A whole universe of exactly of a whole drama. universe like. <laughs> I think the repressed sister is like the most interesting part of this mm-hmm. movie. And I don't remember the name of that actress, but I think she does like something really remarkable in this movie, which is to bring like such rage into uh-huh. a, like a holiday setting. And, and she does it like in a, in a, in a way that's not funny. And, um, I think it's really special. And I think that the scene where she's home on her stair stepper or her treadmill or whatever, and Holly Hunter mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. decides to be expressive with her and have a conversation. I think it's a really, it's a really great moment. And to see like how the basement of their family's house is and how Steve Gutenberg is just like so pathetic. Ugh. It's so good. It's, it's so yeah. good. It's really... And it's it's an acting movie. It's really about performances from people acting together. 
and characters. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin's yeah. daughter plays their crazy aunt. Oh. Geraldine Chaplin, and she's also com- totally remarkable in this movie. Anne Bancroft, remarkable. Yeah. Um, what's her husband's name? Leslie. I can't remember. I can't remember what the actor's name is. But I think he's Archie Bunker from All in the Family, right? I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, anyways. Well- at some point, I will. I'll rewatch this movie, and we'll we can okay. get into it deeper. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. plays crazy, which is and always then... like a trip. Robert like, Downey. Yeah, the performance that Robert Downey Jr. is going to give is well. He's be so on drugs in this movie; wild. it's so yeah. clear. Um, and he brings he brings Dylan McDermott around, who's just mm. got the best skin in the biz. My God. <laughs> Oh, unbelievable. What was that movie where Dylan McDermott is killed in, like, the first scene? So great. I don't know. I don't know what that movie is, but I do remember that. God, he's got that... Love love that. That incredibly vampiric jaw and that skin. My God. What a beauty. Um, Anyways, Claire Danes is in it. It's a great film. It's a great, and the also again, it's it's kind of a masterful movie in terms of the set decoration. They've done an amazing job with this house. Yeah, it all makes me really uncomfortable, which I, I think is the point of the movie. Is like yeah. Anyways, it's maybe really we'll, like going home for the holidays. Which maybe we'll assign it as a watch along, and we'll do a proper talk through during the holidays. Yeah, I think that's. So That'd nice be fun. Thanksgiving moment. Um, oh, no. What else happened to you this week? Is that all? Um, okay? I think you should watch Tiarama, which is number two on my list. Okay. At some point. It's on Criterion. All right. This week I have um, two more Jules's, two more Russell Jansen Jules's. <laughs> and um, you want to hear a funny story about... Last night's jewels. Yeah. So at the end of I'm I'm so sad you can't come, Ava. I I really can't. I know. At the end of jewels, at the end of diamonds, like everyone has entered. The women are in their little lace gloves. It's just this like sea of ivory and white and gold. And Sarah Mearns and Russell enter in this really monumental moment of action, and they come down the center. And she has to do just a few fuete turns, like the kind where you like whip your leg around and you get back up and you do it again and you just you uh-huh. twirl, twirl, twirl. She just has to do like three of them. Whereas like, you know, in Swan Lake, they do like 32 or whatever. Uh-huh. She, has, she has to do a few and then she gets caught mid-turn by Russell and she mm. keeps spinning. But <laughs> last uh-huh. night... Um, and all this to say, remarkable performance. I mean, Sarah was really in the way that she she it can be, in the very, very present. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did seem like in the scherzo part after the pas de deux and moving forward that like she was having like minor issues with turning. Just like... So anyway, she started the fuertes and it was immediately clear that like it wasn't going to go smoothly and she was going to be hopping around 
So oh, she, interesting. Uh-huh. My, my experience of it was that she did one fuete and then she had to hop a couple times to get back up for the second fuete. And then she managed to muscle her way into the third fuete and, and Russell did indeed catch her. And after the show, I was like, oh, Russell, good job. Like handling Sarah in that moment of kind of like precarity. And he was like, did you hear her? I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, no. And he was like, she basically yelled to him upstage, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I mean, that's the show, right? I mean, I was truly, uh, I love it. And truly there's nothing he could do. I mean, she is in the middle of this action where you cannot, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like he helped her when it it was choreographed. Oh my God. That is so good. (laughs) Help me. Help me. (laughs) That that is what we need more of. Help me. Stop the music. Let's hear what's going on. Look, that we, I, I can't, I wonder how many hours of this podcast have been devoted to talking about Sarah Mertz as a performer. It's humiliating, but it, it's not, it's because <laughs> it's true. It's because it's true. And Sarah's kind of like occasionally erratic performances and like the, the inconsistency that comes in to her, the kind of whole scope of her performance career is what makes her great. And there are very good and even great ballerinas who are just like solid as a rock. And they're, they come out and like, snooze. They, they're consistent and they have like, psychologically, they have something sorted out in such a way where like, they don't fail. Yes. if If you're showing us something that we already know and expect, then we're getting nothing. Right. Right. And Sarah, that is why watching Sarah Mearns is, has been, and will continue to be such a thrill because like you're allowed to like bear witness to something more complicated than that. Yeah. Something might happen. Something might happen. (laughs) And last (laughs) night things definitely happened. Like both extraordinary and like bizarre and a little scary. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's great. It's, I'm so that's, grateful. Yeah, that's great. Feel, that's feel great. grateful. Live on the edge, everyone. Yeah, everyone live. I'm having lunch with Garen Scribner and Harriet this afternoon. Oh, that's so nice. In real space time? In real space and time. Wow. That, nice? that is very nice. I know. And a, an article that Russell just wrote for The Times just came out, and he is wearing... Oh an amazing sample of a costume that Harriet designed for, for the porcelain show that she did. Oh but, yeah. Those costumes are so gorgeous. But this one is a, it's a sample that I actually, that I, I developed. It's a Harriet design and I worked with her to do the, the, um, production on it. So I, mm-hmm. I did the pattern development and the like building of this nude version of one of these unitards that would eventually, have this beautiful print on it, but Russell is wearing this completely naked unitard and a huge picture in the Times Day. So get your eyes on that right. if you really right. like. You do, you'll get to see every every bit of Russell you ever wanted wow. to see. Wow, yeah, that's Enjoy. great. Yeah, that's great. 
wow, this this going away festival is excellent. Well, you know what's so great? So Russell, I mean, and I'll look, I was skeptical because I was mad he wasn't retiring with a lot of mosaics, whatever. But to retire with diamonds, actually quite brilliant because... Oh, chic, chic for sure. Right, it, it you get to do this like really emotional and meaningful duet that's very long. And then mm. you get to do a few tricks, whatever. But then you get to be joined <laughs> by the whole, like such a huge amount of dancers mm. from the New York City Ballet and you mm-hmm. dance together for like yeah. the last few minutes. And that's the that's end. So and it's nice. really wonderful. And he has to do it three times. So even last night when Russell came out, there was this like, eruption uh-huh. of like applause and goodwill because like yeah obviously there's a we all know and so it's just yeah. like he gets to experience it three times this week like right. which is so amazing everyone everyone else right also on their... this this 75th moment and oh my god this, you know whatever's happening in the spring but heaven that's great that's I know. great i know um well um i'm gonna go look at this photo Okay. And, uh, we'll see you back here next week. Check out YouTube if you need it. Oh my God! Something. Yes, don't forget to go watch this onion sandwich. All right. Okay. Well, we love you. We and do, and we'll see you soon. That was incredible. Wow. I don't know what it sounded like. We learned so much. I did actually listen to this interview and I enjoyed it. I mean, it, you know, it didn't exactly flow out, but it... This interview? Or book club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't... Interviews are the same. Interviews are just... It's all the same. It's all the same. I... Interviews are just talking. It's just talking and the red lines are going boing, 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 boing. Boing, boing, boing. Okay. Well, next week, um... We should be together. I think we'll probably be uh, oh recording together. Oh my god, that's incredible. Maybe from, the, from this house that I'm in. The country. From the country house. Okay, that's beautiful, and I look forward to it, and we loves you, and bye bye. We loves you. Bye bye. <laughs>